0: Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today.
1: Number 10, sin removes the protective hand of God. When you don't have the protective hand of God, ooh, you are in trouble. Verse 12, meanwhile, my enemies lay traps to kill me. Those who wish me harm make plans to ruin me. All day long they plan their treachery. There are people planning against you. You you don't know where they are, but they're planning against you. The world doesn't like you. And and don't you think everybody's your friend? That's right. That's right. When the hedge of God's protection has been removed from around you, we are open for all kinds of traps, plots. We're open for deception. Sin will give the enemy the advantage over us. Without God's guidance and protection, we are destined for ruin. We need the protective hand of God upon us. Number 11, sin dulls our hearing and puts our mouths to silence. Sin dulls our hearing and puts our mouths to silence. Verses 13 through 14 says, but I am deaf to all their threats I am silent before them as one cannot speak. I choose to hear nothing and I make no reply. Underline that, that last part, I make no reply. Some of you you have to have the last word. That scripture's for you right there. I make no reply. I make no comeback. Stop giving a word for a word. You loading up trying to figure out your comeback statement instead of hearing the other person from the heart. One's hearing is dull when he can no longer identify when God is speaking. When you don't know when God is speaking, your hearing has become dull. He no longer has the ability, he or she no longer has the ability to discern or scream what he hears. The shame that sin brings on us will put our mouths to silence. You have nothing to say. Sin causes one to become too ashamed to speak. When Satan makes a fool out of you, you are embarrassed, you are humiliated, you don't even have much to say. Also, listen, folk, when you are around your enemies, folk that don't like you, silence is golden. Did you hear what I said? Don't talk too much when you're around folk and you don't know where they're coming from. You don't know their motives. You don't know know anything about them. Let them talk. You talk less. Let them talk more. You figure them out better. If you just be quiet, you talk so much, God can't tell you nothing. Listen to this. Talking too much can only cause you to incur more trouble from those who despise you. Did you get that? Talking too much can only cause you to incur more trouble from those who despise you. There were times when Jesus didn't say a mumbling word, and that made folk mad. He didn't speak when they thought he should be speaking. Let me transition. How must believers respond, how must believers respond to the chastening hand of God? How many of you had a God whooping before? How, how many of you had God give you a lick, or, a lick or two? How many of you have been chastened by God? Raise your hand. Don't be ashamed. I raised both hands in my feet. You, and you know, you know God got you because you belong to him. Okay? <laughs> how must believers respond to the chastening hand of God? Number one, we must humble ourselves and confess our sins. Oh, oh God, I got the message. I got the message. Okay, God, thank you, thank you. We must humble ourselves and confess our sins. Uh, verse 18 says, but I confess my sins in that 38 chapter Psalms, but I confess my sins. Verse 18, I am, look, I am deeply sorry for what I have done. In Ezekiel chapter 18, verses 31 through 32, just jot it down. Ezekiel 18, 31 through 32, it says, rid yourselves of all the offense you have committed and get a new heart and a new spirit. Why will you die, O house of Israel? Verse 32, for I take no pleasure in the death of anyone, declares the sovereign Lord. I like the last three words, repent and live. You can't live uh, in a way that's godly and holy unless you repent. You can't live the victorious Christian life unless you repent. Repent and live. Number two, how must believers respond to the chastening hand of God? Get out of sin quickly, lest you sin yourself to death. Get out of sin quickly, lest you sin yourself to death. Verse 17 says, I am on the verge of collapse. I'm on the verge of collapse. Beloved, Haven't you seen enough to know that sin never works out? Sin always take you farther than you want to go and keep you longer than you want to stay. I'll say it again. Sin always take you farther than you want to go and keep you longer than you want to stay. That's just like Sin. Number three, be willing to accept the consequences of your actions, and not shift the blame to others. Be willing to accept the consequences for your actions and not shift the blame to others. Psalms thirty-eight three b says, "Because of my sin." I love this. He personalized his own sin. He, is that everybody? Else? You know, well, it was Sister a so-and-so. Well, it was my daddy. He was abusive. Or, I didn't have a daddy. I was raised up in a single parent's home. I was in the ghetto. I was, I was, I was, No, if you messed up, you sin. Say, I, no, don't blame your environment. Adam and Eve was in a perfect environment, and yet they
0: sinned.
1: It's not environmental. It's a con- matter of con- condition of the heart. Tell me if I'm in a better neighborhood. You still a sinner in a better neighborhood. You are that up. You tad up. Oh, God, help me preach this message. We're in a destructive society. They tear down statues, tear down this, deface this, tear down that, strip this, mark this up. They destruct. I don't see, I don't see anybody building up nothing. They're worse than the Taliban. They just tear down. I wish I could see a group of people say, you know what? We're going to wreck something for God over here. Even if they don't know God, we're going to wreck something that's wholesome and healthy for children. We're we going to help. We're going to build something for the homeless. I don't, hear, I don't hear people saying what they're going to build. Everybody's tearing down, burning down because their hearts are depraved. But, but David doesn't blame everybody else. Look at Psalm 38 3b. It says, Because of my sin. Psalm 38 5b. Because of my sinful folly. Psalm 38, 18 also says, but I confess my sins. It's mine. It's mine. Taking responsibility, owning up for your own sins and learning life's lessons from them will help you to live the successful Christian life. Number four, cry out for God's help uh, in the midst of chastening. This is how you respond. Cry out for God's help. Compassion and mercy. When God is chasing you, cry for His help. Compassion and mercy. Verses 21 and 22 says, "Do not abandon me. O oh Lord, don't be so mad at me that you leave me. Do not stand at a distance, my God. come quickly to help me. O oh Lord, my Savior. He's still saying, He's my Savior. Love will move God's mercy. You hear what I said? Love will move God's mercy. When confronted by your enemy, cry out immediately to God for help. If there was ever a time when you need the presence of God, it is when your enemies are plotting and planning against you. That's when you need the help of God, the mercy of God. Without the presence of God Amidst your enemies, they are sure to take advantage of you and you are destined for defeat. Number five, how must believers respond to the chastening hand of God? Wait on the Lord to answer your plea for mercy and deliverance and continue to live in hope. Wait on the Lord to answer your plea for mercy and deliverance and continue to live in hope. Verse 15 says, for I am waiting for you. Wait on God. Waiting can be hard and long when you're under divine chastening. Oh, Lord, you must answer me. Oh, Lord, my God, when experiencing divine chastening, be patient. Refuse to lose hope or take matters into your own hand. We must allow God to teach us through divine chastening and be determined to live in hope through the difficulties of life. What is the cure for sin? I'm almost done. What is the cure for sin? What is the cure? Number one, Jesus is the ultimate cure for sin. He's the ultimate answer for sin. First John 1, 7b says, And the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sins. There's no sins that the blood cannot cleanse. There's power in the blood. The blood of Jesus is sufficient. It is the ultimate cure for sin the blood of Jesus. Number two, the cure for sin is to cultivate the mind of Christ with the word of God. To cultivate the mind of Christ with the word of God. Philippians 2.5 says, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. What is the cure for sin? We must pursue a life of holiness. We must pursue a life of holiness. Romans 12, one says, I appeal to you therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. We must pursue a life of holiness. If you're not pursuing holiness, you're destined to fall into sin and then it will result in divine chastening. Number four, the cure for sin is to repent and return to Christ to repent and turn to Christ. Acts 319 says, repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out. Now let me encourage you. We talked about the devastating consequences. Let me flip the script momentarily. Let me give you incentives, spiritual incentives for living for God and, and uh, walking with God. What are the blessings of confessing your sins? Don't you know you get blessed when you confess your sins? You could take a picture of this if you don't have time to write it, and you can write it at, at home, and that'll save you some time. Uh, what are the blessings? This will motivate you not to sin. Sometimes we look at the consequence, we look at the whipping, pow, 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 pow. You know, oh God, I'm straightening up, oh, ooh, ooh, ouch, ouch, ouch. But you know, let me give you the other side. Let me give you the blessings of confessing your sins, and that, that'll be motivation in, it, in and of itself. You know what you get when you when you confess your sins, the blessings, you receive spiritual strength. You get stronger. When you confess your sin, it provides physical and spiritual healing. You will have an overwhelming sense of God's peace when when you confess your sins. God takes delight in providing for his children. He supplies all your needs because you are confessing your sins. See, this will make you want to live, right? Amen? God delivers us from trouble by fighting our battles. When we confess our sins, it enhances our intimacy with Christ. It draws us closer to Jesus, where sin uh, causes us to be estranged from God. You know what... When you confess your sin, it reduces anxiety, the anxiety of being chastened by God. When you know your whooping is coming, that's anxiety, that's increased blood pressure and everything else. What are the blessings of confessing your sins? Uh, It produces a fruitful life, produces fruitfulness in life. Another blessing, the church becomes healthy and productive for Christ. Next, uh, when you confess your sin, it increases your passion to reach others who may be struggling and held captive by sin. When, when you're confessing your sins, you can minister more effectively to others who are struggling in their sins. You know, when you're confessing your sin, another benefit and blessing, you live in spiritual freedom. Another one? When you're when you confessing your sin, it restores your joy. It restores your joy. All of a sudden, you can laugh again. You can rejoice again. You, when you're confessing your sins, it gives us the assurance of our salvation. It gives us the assurance of our salvation. And uh, this is not a complete list, but it's enough to, get, to give you the big idea. And finally, your entire family will be blessed when you confess your sins. Because you know, sin affects your whole family. It affects your whole family, it affects your grandchildren, it affects your legacy, it affects your reputation. It affects your whole family. But, but, but when you confess your sin, your whole family gets blessed. That's the other side. Your entire family will be blessed when you confess your sins. Allow me to ask this question What are some of the sins? Believers must confess. What are some of the sins believers must confess? To hear this message and not confess our sins is a sin of omission. We must have another time of confession because this is how revival comes to the Lord's church. We must have another Sunday of confession so that we will remain ever so sensitive to our sins. Here's a list of some of the sins we need to be confronted with so that we can repent and be in right standing before our holy God. The reason we are going over these sins two consecutive Sundays is because like COVID-19 vaccinations, we need additional spiritual inoculations to protect us against the power and penalty of sin. Also, this is a time for us to intercede for others who are living in sin. Perhaps it's your child, perhaps it's your grandchild, perhaps it's your husband, your mother, your father, your in-law, your friend, whomever. It's a time for you to intercede for others. Second Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Yeah. Now I want you to repeat, repeat this. And I want you to say it as loud as you can, even with the mask on, okay? 2 Chronicles 7.14, say it. Say it again. 2 Chronicles 7.14, say it. 714, say it. 714. And I want you to go a little bit louder. If my people, if my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves themselves. and pray and and seek my face and and turn from their wicked ways. ways. Then I will hear from heaven heaven. and will forgive their sin and and heal their land. And And all God's children said, now I'm not through, don't go nowhere. Beloved, do not expect God to deliver America. Do not expect God to rescue America. Do not expect God to heal America when we as a nation, we are blatantly rebelling against Almighty God with no sense of conviction, no sense of contrition, and no sense of repentance. That's why God is allowing us to be humiliated before the whole world over in Afghanistan. We need to repent and cry out for what's going on over there. They need prayer. They need help. And that's not all what's coming if we don't turn to God. The politicians can't help us. You already see now that the White House can't help you. The generals can't help you. But God can help you. He's our only help. He's our only rescuer. He's our only hope. He's our only deliverer. Can't nobody do you like Jesus. You may have taken a picture of these sins last week. and Don't turn your head on them. Look at them again because God's going to convict. Some of you committed the sin of stealing God's glory. Sin of pride, narcissism, arrogance. Some of you committed the sin of anger. Some of you angry right now. Some of you got a negative spirit. That's a sin. Being critical of church leadership and speaking against it is sinful. Habitually yielding to temptation is sinful. Parental neglect is sinful. Child abuse is sinful. The sin of adultery, the sin of premarital sex, sleeping with somebody, having sex with people you're not married to. Sin of homosexuality, sin of transgenderism, sin of bestiality, sin of wearing clothes of the opposite sex. When I said this last Sunday, I turned on television and here with this man walking across the stage with high heel shoes, women's shoes. <laughs> People are taking comfort in wearing clothes of the opposite sex with no sense of shame. Yeah. You can go now when I want to get glasses. I've had a head ever. This is the men glasses, and then here's the women glasses, and then you got these neutral gender glasses, but after a while they're going to all be neutral gender. You're not going to have any. You know, everything is being blurred now. Blurred now. The sin of pornography, the sin of gambling, the sin of lying. People lie with ease. And then go eat pork chops. Y'all say, well, y'all say he said pork chops. Let's not get steak. Go eat Roast. Sin of hypocrisy, sin of cheating, sin of idolatry, the sin of disobedient to parents. There's some rebellious children out there, bad attitude, won't make the bed, won't clean up behind themselves. The sin of a bad attitude, the sin of disrespecting your spouse. That's a sin, you talk down your spouse, sarcastic to your spouse, rough with your spouse, Harsh to your spouse, you lash out at your spouse, you sinned against God. Hate is sinful, racial prejudice is sinful, racism is sinful, stealing is sinful, abusing the body, which is a temple of God, is sinful. Tattooing your body up and down is sinful. You can get addicted to tattoos, drug abuse, legal and illegal, is sinful. Gossip is sinful, slander is sinful, backbiting is sinful, sin of lack of faith and distrusting God through the difficulties of life is sinful. The sin of prostitution, worry, being held captive by fear, sin of being held captive by your past, the sin of unforgiveness, the sin of astrology, witchcraft, talking to the dead, Ouija boards, seances, etc. It's all sinful. You are not ever get astrology and zodiac and live by the stars. That's idolatry. Deuteronomy speaks against that. Why would you look at the stars instead of the God who created the stars, put them in their place, and knows them all by name? Don't worship creation, worship the creator. Do I have a witness out there? And and I know people are doing a lot of, thank you Holy Ghost. I know a lot of folk are doing a lot of cremations now. It's fine if you want to do that. That's fine. That's your choice. But I want to tell you something. You better ask the Lord what to do with those ashes. Because some of you all, you committed idolatry with the ashes. When you take those ashes and put them in some kind of jewelry and wear it around because I want her to be close to me. I want him to be close to me. Or you put it in a bracelet and put it in there. Well, I'm wearing Shirley around my wrist. (laughs) Hey, Shirley, Merry Christmas. Girl, you know... I, I still got your jury here. You start talking to it, and after a while, they, the jury starts talking back. <laughs> what do you, th- you think you're doing? What do you think you're doing? Yeah, You'd you, you be better off spreading those ashes and get ri- get, because they're either in heaven or hell. They're not around your neck. you deceived. you deceived. Don't be saying good morning and good night and Merry Christmas to an urn. If I'm preaching the truth, why don't y'all say amen? amen. The sin of covetousness, drunkenness, tip that tipsy, you, you tipsy, you drunk. Gluttony, sin of lack of self-control, sin of laziness, can't get up, keep hitting the snooze button. A, a thirst for power and control. You like to be in charge. Sin of not reading your Bible or praying. Sin of listening to people over listening to God. Sin of habitually, being habitually negligent in church attendance. You come when you want to. You can miss and don't even feel convicted about it. Defying authority is sinful. Sin of believing evolution over creationism the ungodly use of an addiction to technology. It's a sin. Possessing a critical and judgmental spirit. Lust is sin. Murder is sin. Abortion is killing. Cohabitation is sinning. Living with folk. And you know you're not, you don't have any license. You get them for dogs and fish, but I don't know how a, a woman can live with a man and talk, he talking about he love her, and if y'all live together doing everything under the sun that I'm not going to talk about. If he loves you, he'd produce some license. Don't lower your dignity and your self-respect. Say, look, look, I, let that man know I'm expensive.
0: As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope.